The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp. Oswald Chambers said, not often, but every once in a while, God brings us to a major turning point, a great crossroads in our life. Today could be that day. Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer. Who really cares? More importantly, this is my wonderful wife, Nikki. And we got sort of piggybacking off of the episode we did on Monday. So before we dive in, honey, is there anything you want to say? Well, kind of like in light of this topic and just the Christian walk and how important it is to have. Um, believers in your life, close friends who are believers. Since we moved out here, it's it's just been kind of different. And we don't have those close friends and the fellowship going to church a couple times a week. And, and I don't know, life just gets crazy and stressful. So please pray for us, pray for our faith that, well, at least we have each other, but <laughs> always got each other. <clears throat> Excuse me, but keep praying that we find a good church to go to where we make godly friendships and people who will really sharpen us in our walk with the Lord. And his brother's starting up a business, so cardinal adventure. <laughs> yeah, just pray that that goes well. That God's hand is on that um, blessing. All. They, his brother puts his hand to do and um, I couldn't remember if there was something else I felt like there was something else I was going to say um, not <laughs> sure but yeah please lift up my brother they've got a really huge opportunity to kick their business off in the in a big way um, and they're godly people mm-hmm. so you know we need more godly men and women in business and um, we may be bringing you more about what they do later on they're just kind of getting started but Lift them up, Cardinal Adventures and Cardinal Solutions. Pray for them. So, all right, on Monday, we asked you the question, what do you believe? You know, and you can go back and find that episode on here. But basically, we went through different points and different ideas in Scripture. And we sort of asked you if you believe, right? Do you believe in the beginning, right? God created the heavens and the earth. Mm -hmm. The idea behind that episode is that you know, if you only believe the Bible until you're proven otherwise, that's not really faith, mm-hmm. you know, because faith kind of comes when you, you know, faith, you don't necessarily have to see something, right, to know that it exists. Like if I made spaghetti, I made spaghetti for dinner. So if I like made spaghetti and I boiled the noodles in the water, I don't need faith to know that that noodle is going to be hot, right? Because I boiled, I saw it. But it would take faith if I knew Nikki was making spaghetti 
and I come home and there's a plate of spaghetti waiting for me for dinner, I have faith that that plate of spaghetti is warm and good to eat, right? Like I didn't see any of it being made, but I have faith because yeah. I know her. The same thing goes with the Bible, right? Conventional wisdom is going to tell you, you know, we evolved over millions, you know, gazillions of years, whatever it happens whatever to be today. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to say. You know, but the Bible tells us differently, right? So where does your faith lie? That's kind of the idea of Monday's episode of what do you believe? So today we wanted to piggyback on that. And we wanted to ask the question, why do you believe? And we kind of wanted to ask it two ways, the same question, two different ways. You know, like first, why do you believe? Where did your faith come from? And then the second way you want to ask is, why do you believe? Like, what is the purpose of your faith? So um, if you want to kick yeah. this off, maybe with the first point on why do you believe? Yeah, so 59% of Christians say they learned their faith from a household family member. And we got that from influencemagazine.com. Um, that's according to the Barna Group. So you, they learned their faith from somebody else. So sometimes people just, that's what they were taught. So they claim the faith, but they don't really understand what it is. They're just kind of like our pastor back in Mexico said, that's called like secondhand faith. And you, you can't base your faith off of someone else's faith. And just because they taught you, you don't just claim what they claim and not even know it for yourself. Right. But this is, I mean, obviously 60% roughly, this is how most people come to faith in Jesus. I mean, this is how I came to faith in Jesus. This is how Nikki came to faith in Jesus mostly. And honestly, it's amazing. And I think it should encourage Christians, you know, especially if you're a family, you know, if you have a family and children and stuff like you are called to be a disciple maker mm -hmm. if you bear the name Christian. Right. Um, yeah. So if you have children you're supposed to disciple your children whoever is in your life that's a family member really just you preach the gospel to them um by example and with words <laughs> yeah but that's something you know should encourage you that the people in your household you know roughly that's going to be their number one shot at learning yeah. this faith and you know looking at this like you don't really have any business of going out to the nations, you know, if your own family is a wreck and they're not mm -hmm. living for Jesus, right? I mean, there's certainly exceptions to this, right? If you have four kids or whatever and they're all living for God and your husband and wife love each other living for God and then you got one random kid that's a hellion, outlier, right? But if it's the other way, like if you've got four hellions, husband and wife, can't stand each other, don't go to church or whatever, or the husband yeah. doesn't go to church and the wife does, you don't have any business like, I'm going to go preach the word in Nepal. Like, no, man, you have work to do at home. Like, and because you're a disciple maker and that's your first order of business. So, but it should encourage you, right? If, if you're a Christian, the people in your house have a good shot of picking up your faith. Mm -hmm. um, kind of the other way, one of the second way that we kind of thought of people come to faith in Jesus is sort of just by reading the Bible themselves, right? We live in a Christian nation, so most people have heard of Jesus. They know about it. Bibles are everywhere, so, mm -hmm. you know, they can pick this up. Um, it's a great way, certainly, to come to faith in Jesus, but I don't know how prevalent it really is. You know, 
according to a Pew Forum uh, article I read, only 45% of professing Christians read the Bible daily. So I would imagine that, you know, if you if you came to faith in Jesus through reading the Bible, the Bible's probably pretty important to you. You probably read it mm-hmm. quite often. So I don't think that that number is super high of the people um, that came to faith all on their own by reading scripture. Yeah. Well, I was reading the Bible when I, the understanding of salvation came to me. It just clicked, just reading it. It was revelation through reading the word. It was like two, you know. Yeah, definitely. And we're going to touch on that. Yeah, Um, yeah. But, I mean, you see this, uh, your father, you know, when he spent some time in prison, Mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately. But you see this a lot with people in prison where you're just stuck in a cell, right? You might get your hands on a Bible and it's just you and Jesus. I know he was reading the Bible a lot. And people come to faith that way, right? They're just reading the scripture and they have nothing to do but, you know, come to Jesus. So that's certainly a way that people come to their faith. Yeah. So. Do you want to go over this last one? Oh, yeah, because I kind of touched on it because it's divine revelation. And that's it's like, what was I reading? I was reading a book before about Muslims turning to Jesus. And a lot of them, their testimony was that they actually dreamed um, about, not that they would dream about Jesus, like seeing him, but they would have a dream like about a certain person. And then they see that person like a day or so later and then ask them about whatever it was they dreamed about. If it was about God or whatever, and then that person would preach the gospel to them. Or people would have a visitation in a dream. And so God definitely reaches people through dreams and visions. And Yeah, so I mean, you can be a little skeptical when you hear someone like, oh, I saw Jesus. Like, Maybe be a little skeptical, I guess, but like this still happens. People still have dreams where they see Jesus Mm -hmm. and or whatever kind of, you know, miraculous type visions and dreams they have. And they come to faith in Christ almost immediately. Um, So all these are great ways, you know, that you can come to faith in Jesus. And I'm sure that there's plenty more. So if you have a different way that you came to faith or that you can think of something, we'd love to hear from you in the comments. Um, jump on our social yeah. media, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. But I know I wanted to bring up how some people, it's kind of like the pressure in church when it's like in the moment and you just go up because your friend goes up or your spouse goes up. So those are the examples of like, you really need to be disciples if you just say, oh, I went forward and so I got saved. But it is like a continuing being saved yeah for sure i mean these are kind of just ideas of like what sort of got you there right like Mm -hmm. got you to the starting line they heard the gospel yeah Yeah, you heard the gospel you got to the starting line so i mean yeah that could be another way right maybe Mm -hmm. you went to a a billy graham style you know evangelist outreach type thing and you were drawn to god in that moment you know that could be another way that you came to faith that's kind of learning it from someone else in the sense, but um, again, a great way, any way that you come to Jesus is a good way, frankly, but all of these on their own, you -hmm. know, whether you learned it from a family, read it, divine revelation, whatever it happens to be, they're great on their own, but they're not enough. That's kind of the idea that we're talking about here. You need all of them. Basically Mm -hmm. you need constant dedicated scripture reading. 
You need friends and family that are going to help you stay on that narrow path. And you need divine revelation. You know, that's not necessarily as far as seeing Jesus, you know, and all that. But it can be inviting the Holy Spirit into your life, praying, you know, before you open the right. Bible up that, you know, the Holy Spirit would impart to you as wisdom when you Understanding read it. as you're reading it, because you can't understand scripture with the, like, just carnally. Like, if you're not born again, you, it's really hard to understand the scriptures. It really is God's spirit moving through, through the scriptures and I'll read something and then I'll read it again maybe a year later and get something different out of it. The message is the same, but I like a new, deeper understanding. And that is only through the Holy Spirit. So yeah. studying scripture versus just like reading a little devotional or something. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, they can even be, we were talking about, they can even be dangerous on their own, you know, in certain ways, you know, like, if you're only a believer because your friends or your family sort of talk to you about Jesus, that can be dangerous if you don't actually dive into the word yourself because now you're just sort of your faith is their faith, right. which is great if they have a sound doctrine. But in America today, how many do, you know, so you might be led down this wide path and you don't even know it. You, you know, you could be Westboro Baptist member and screaming about God hates fags and all that, you know, but because you just don't know any different if you're not actually in the word yourself. So that can be dangerous. It can be dangerous too, like she talked about, just reading scripture on your own. You know, the Bible can be not, I mean, it's not difficult to understand, but in the context that it's written, the time period, you know, some of it is relaying back to Old Testament and like it can be a lot if you're just kind of like, I'm going to open it up and read it from start to finish, you know, left to right. Like it doesn't really read that way. So it can be difficult. And then the same thing with a divine revelation, you could be, you could think you had a divine revelation and you didn't, you know, whatever right. it happens to be, yeah. you know, Satan's crafty. Um, so you can't trust in that a hundred percent. So, you know, you kind of need the people to come along with you, right? Like that's why we have, pastors and teachers those are god-given um positions in the church and they're there for a reason to help teach people the proper way to understand scripture and to mm -hmm. and again that's why it's important to find a good church yeah um but on the same note with scripture that's why we have theologians and we have schools and academic programs dedicated just to understanding what was life right. like in old testament times how you know it does why open up the new testament a lot when i've started yeah. listening and it opens up all pastors. of it when you're like oh well should we still be uh sacrificing animals you know that's what the old testament says you need someone to go all right listen there's different types there's of law of false you know teaching going around all that so. sort of stuff so you need people to help you understand yeah. this so it's all important mm -hmm. yeah it's really important to be in in fellowship with other people and you can't just be a christian all on your own because then you're not sharing the gospel like you need to be in community in fellowship with other people and you do need to get to know people who are unbelievers to preach the gospel to them yeah christianity is a fellowship religion mm -hmm. it's not a religion for people on an island so um but in addition to that like you should be discipling 
um, just the same as you should always be discipled. You know, a lot of us, we don't really know when we get off the narrow path because most people don't make bad decisions purposefully, right? Like if you were going to go and take out a new car loan, you're like, you justify your mind, like, I need a new car because I travel for work and better gas mileage, whatever kind of nonsense we come up with. And it's not until you have the new car and you're paying the monthly payments that you go, <laughs> you know what? That old car did me just fine. And these monthly payments are a real bear. But if you would yeah. have had someone next to you being like, are you kidding me? Like, you don't you need going? it, dude. You know, I keep know. you on that you narrow You do path. need someone. That is so important because you can't, like, like I said, you can't be a Christian all alone. Like, you're going to start doing what seems right in your own mind. And no one's there to steer you away from the cliff (laughs) yeah so you know how you came to faith is definitely important but just don't rest on that you know go seek a more Mm -hmm. deeper understanding you know and then seek to bring others with you you know and ask them for accountability because that's important so that's the first angle we want to look at this at the second angle we want to look at as far as why do you believe and this might be more important than the first question um because I believe this is kind of why so many people fall away. So we have three reasons here that we came up with is why people, like what reasons they have for believing. So if you want to go through that first one, honey. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are just brought up in a Christian home and they're just used to doing all, I don't know, everything with other believers, with their family. And so it's just a social thing that you do. And it's, it's like a social acceptance and it's just what you do. So you're doing the walk, and it's easy. You're used to it. So um, you need to just get into the word yourself and ask yourself why. Why are you doing this for social reasons or whatever it is? Just step back and um, try to understand why why you believe what your family believes. Yeah, I think social acceptance is a big one, right? Like we obviously talked about you your family is the number one way that you come to faith in Christ. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, all your events, all your outings are probably Christian or there's Christian friends and family around, or maybe you're dating a girl or you want to date a girl. So you go to church and, you know, you just don't want to be on the outside looking in. So that's kind of what leads you into sort of following this way. I think the second way uh, that we came up with this kind of this health and health, wealth and prosperity idea of Christianity. That's been going on. I don't even know when that started, but it's, I just remember it being all over TV. Those were the preachers on TV that everybody would listen to. So I, I don't know if that's yeah, when it I started. Mean, people are definitely drawn to it. And it made sense, right? Like if you've had a hard life, like maybe you came from an abusive household or relationship, or maybe you've been poor and struggled financially forever, or health problems, whatever it happens to be that, and if someone's sitting there telling you like, hey, God is right around the corner with your blessing, like all it takes is your faith and God's going to bless you. And you want to believe in that. You're like, oh, thank you. Like I need this breakthrough. So it makes sense that you would run to that gospel, but it's a false gospel yeah. and largely a false gospel, right? I think yeah. there's truth to it, right? Like because there's you a, should a pray. false hope. You're hoping. In, in a sense, I don't think it's necessarily false, right? Like you should pray to God about your living conditions well, and right. you should believe. But did you call on Jesus just to get the blessings is what I That's mean. That's where it becomes a false gospel in, right. in my mind. You didn't call on Jesus to get Jesus. You called on Jesus to have your best life now. 
Yeah. So I think the first two sort of the social acceptance and the health and wealth kind of thing are mm-hmm. definitely shaky ground to be on. And that's what you're going to stake your claim to faith on. Um, I think, you know, got, and the reason I think they're shaky is because first social acceptance, if your social circle changes, that girlfriend breaks up with you, your faith is gone. Right. right? That and was then, your foundation. Yeah, that's really? your foundation. And the same thing with the health and wealth type stuff. When that breakthrough doesn't actually come, your faith can be shaken. Ah, God didn't do what he told me he was going to do. You know, I was promised financial prosperity and it never came. So is this God even real? But the thing is, God never promises you earthly treasures. I don't know to- why our hearts are set on those things. Like our heart, our prize is Jesus. Really, like this this whole walk, this race is... It's a struggle. It's tiring. And we need each other to others to cheer us on when we're getting weary and keep your eyes on the prize. It's Jesus. And everything else, everything else the world offers, it's going to fade away. It's going, it's not going to last. So why is our heart set on earthly blessings? Well, that's why I think there's this last point um, that we want to get to as far as why you would believe. And I think this is the solid foundation you need to find yourself in. So if you want to kind of go over the last idea. So the last idea, and it's where you you believe you really need to get to, is that you are a sinner in need of a savior. Um, everybody's doomed to hell. Um, it's called total depravity. We are all, we are all going to hell unless... We are saved, and the only one who can save us is Jesus. So we can't do enough good works. We can't be good enough at all. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. So this is where it should begin. So even if you started because of your faith of your mom or dad or you went to church with a friend and then your friendship fell through, you need to start at the beginning. So, yeah, that's the place where your Christian walk should begin. That's the beginning of your story. So everything else that came before the point where you recognized you were a sinner and you need Jesus to save you, nothing before that may may have helped you along to get to that point, but your Christian walk began the moment you realized you're a sinner in need of a Savior and it's only through Jesus. Yeah, because this is ultimately what's going to bring you to true repentance. Like, it's not going to bring you to repentance because I repent so that my blessing can come, right? Like, you repent because you know that you're going to hell. Mm -hmm. And the only way out of it is Jesus' free gift of salvation. So whatever method brings you to that point, they're all good methods. If it's your family's faith, reading scripture, all these different things. Even if it's, hey, I believe for social acceptance, but... You know, because my faith did grow once me and Nikki got married and together. Um, you know, she definitely helped me grow in that. And we both kind of got to this place together. So whatever the method is, like, this is where you need to find yourself. So if you're not there today, like Oswald Chambers mentioned, this could be the day that your, you know, your life changes. Because whatever the reasons you think you're giving your life to Jesus is, if it's not because you know that you your righteousness is filthy rags. You're going to hell. Um, we would implore you to get into the word and figure this out for yourself because 
you know, the Bible tells us on that day, there's going to be a lot of people saying, Lord, Lord, didn't I do whatever it is? Didn't I walk down when the preacher called me and I said that prayer? You know what? He told me I was going to heaven when I said that prayer, mm-hmm. you know, Lord, Lord, didn't I, whatever it happens to be, didn't I see you in that dream? You know, not enough if you don't actually get to this point of repentance. Yeah, so repentance. And then when you're truly saved, when you really understand just the amazing grace and mercy of God and pardoning your sins through the sacrifice of his son, and you really believe that, it will just prompt you to evangelize, to share that with other people. Because if you really believe it, it's like it's the best news in the world. Why would you not want to share that with someone? But you know why? We're afraid of offending people. We're afraid to tell them that they're not good. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that about themselves. No, start offending people <laughs> for Jesus. So we're running pretty long in this episode, but baby, do you want to say any last words as we wrap this up? Um, I just want to say just, just to always, we always need to be examining our own hearts because we know how easily we can go astray if we're not in the word and we're not in fellowship with other believers. We can easily get off the path and we don't even know we're off the path sometimes. I was off the path before and I was blind to it. I needed someone to knock me upside my head and put me back. <laughs> uh, just always be examining your heart, asking questions. Ask why you believe what you believe. Um, go to a church if you don't have a church. Just seek other people, um, other people out who you know know the Lord, that you know that they know him. So examine yourself, right? What do you actually believe? And first off, if you have someone that brought you to saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, thank them, you know, because they gave you really the only gift that's going to matter. But also you're going to need to make that faith your own. Don't just rest on it. Like we said, get into the word. Like she mentioned, find some good friends, find a good church. It's going to help you grow and get closer to that true faith, that true repentance. And then also, Examine why you believe, you know, if your belief is going to rest in the blessings that it can bring you, um, I would call you to repent for that, you know, go and pray and um, ask God to show you your sinfulness, you know, your need for a savior. And like we've talked about in previous episodes, pray that God would help you in your unbelief there. Um, Have him show it to you. You know, our God is worthy of submission and that reward for your submission is greater than any earthly treasure that you're going to get. Um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, life only really begins when it ends here on earth, that all that is here is only the prologue before the curtain goes up. So don't waste all your time hoping and praying, stressing and striving on the prologue, right? The main event is so much better. So that's all we got for you guys today. We love you. We'll see you again on Monday. God bless.